everybody. Welcome to Sunday service. We've got Rylas Dana, a personal friend of mine, and also a probate attorney and a estate planning attorney. They are not mystical creatures that you can never see. They are real. It is so interesting when people meet Rylas, they look at him. Like Rylas came to a party of mine the other night at my house and people go, oh my gosh, is that Rylas in the flesh? I was like, yeah, he does exist. He does absolutely exist. People talk about probate attorneys all the time. They talk about probate all the time in real estate. Tonight, we have a probate attorney, a probate attorney that I've done several real estate transactions with. We love hanging out with each other. We are friends. Rylas has great content. So if you guys are not following Rylas, I'm going to have Rylas put his um, channels in the comments so you guys can all see them, follow them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So please welcome Rylas Dana to the show. We will have several hundred live viewers tonight. Even though it's the eve of, of Memorial Day, people will come out to see what Rylas Dana has to say. So a couple of topics, and I want Rylas to introduce himself. We're going to go through what does a probate attorney do? We're going to go through Rylas's, um his origin story, because every superhero has his origin story. What's he doing in his business right now? What are the things that drive his passion as being a probate attorney? As long as I've known Rylas, he's been working on a couple of projects and it sounds like he's basically got those projects done. They're getting ready to launch and he wants to talk about those. So if you guys have any questions about probate specifically, Rylas does have his iPad. He is more than happy to break those things down. And uh, Rylas, why don't you introduce yourself? How did you get into... Actually... Two things. Who is Rylas Dana? Where do you um, practice? How can we find you? And then tell us how you got into probate. And then what we'll do after that is we'll get into what exactly does a probate attorney do. All right, great. Well, well, thanks for having me here. Excited to be here with the Sunday service and uh, be a part of this great community. And thanks for having us at your your house, the the Sub Two Mansion. So I, I came with my, my three boys, and um, I, I told them that, I'm like, man, Pace says he's got three trampolines, a big pool, and they're going to try to jump off the balcony, and um, they're excited to come out. All those things happened, and what was really cool after, my, my kids said a, a couple different times, they're like, they're like man, that was, that was cool. Like Everyone there was so cool. So such a great group. So, you know, even down to, uh, to my kids, you know, 14, 11 and nine, they appreciate this community. So, um, all right. So who am I? I'm, I'm Ryla Stana. I'm, I'm a probate attorney by trade. Where can people find me? So for my, my law practice, the best place to find me, should I put in the comments here? So the, yeah, let's do it. Put in the comments. So my law firm is, DanaLegalHelp.com is my law firm. And then YouTube, I, I do a lot of content. It's YouTube, whatever, forward slash Mott, Mott Legal. Rylas, what does Mott mean? M-A-A-T. What does that mean for the audience that doesn't know? So Mott is the Egyptian goddess of law and order. So taken after like Nike, like Tesla, you know, so Nike is like the god of running. You know, Tesla was a salute to uh, to uh, Tesla. What's it? I can't think of his first name uh, right now. Uh, Nikola. Nikola. Nikolaika. There you go. 
so just I want a general name, something that's bigger than Dana, my, my last name, something that can unite attorneys together and where we can share resources and help each other out. So, Which is not really a common thing in um, attorney world. No, it's not. It's there's 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 a few communities out there, but they're they're old school. Is how I describe them. They're not very cool, and they're they're kind of outdated and um, stale. I would say. You know, my dad told me when I was young. He said, "If you have one attorney in town, that attorney will go broke." If you have two attorneys in town, they will both become rich. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? And he basically was talking about how every attorney he met would not collaborate because financially, the way they look at it is they just, you know, are constantly figuring out how to bill and bill and get on phones and discovery this and discovery that. And how do we do this and how do we do that to extend things? And they are always looking at the other attorneys as opposition or let me keep my secrets. Let me keep my secrets. Um, and you're trying to change that, aren't you? Yeah. So something that really I've, I've learned from you and seen from this community, um, you know, seeing how much everyone helps each other out and you know, you're, you're the leader of this sub two community and you show, you know, how long you've been doing these Sunday services. I know they were a conference call before I tuned in, right? Two years. Yeah. Two years, you know, you've been helping people out. Um, you know, showing them exactly what you do, not holding anything back. And that's been my motivation. It's so refreshing. And I, I learn so much from these these shows every week. Um, it's like, where is this for the legal community? So that's where I'm trying to step up and, and create that content. Love it. So Mott Legal is your company name. Is that your YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Mott Legal? Yes. Love it. So guys, give him a follow, give him some love. Um, Morales, how'd you get into probate being a probate attorney in the first place? Like, do you just wake up one day at like 10 years old and somebody goes, <laughs> what do you want to be? And all your friends are saying, Hey, I want to be a firefighter and a, a doctor and, or, you know, whatever. And you go, I want to be a probate attorney. How does that work? Yeah. So how it worked is it, it was the family business learned it from my dad. So I went on a Mormon mission as well. Um, so I got back, uh, 2002, I went to Iowa is where I went. So I actually did not know that. Yeah. So it was, um, kind of a foreign place for me from an Arizona kid. I, uh, quickly realized why everyone comes to Arizona in the winter, you know, after spending a, a winter over there, it's like, okay, now, now I get it now. Now I see why everyone's escaping. Um, so I got back from my mission, you know, I was just starting college and I started working at my dad's firm. And I, I got a taste of it back then. And the reason I decided to uh, go to law school is, is one, I thought it was interesting. You know, I thought it was, um, I, I enjoyed helping people basically, right? I, I, I enjoyed helping people solve problems, which is essentially what this community does as well, right? But, right. Uh, so I decided I'd go to law school. The, the other reason why is, you know, you look at the mortality rate, it's 100%. Everyone's going to die. The baby boomer generation is controlling a lot of the wealth right now. So I thought it would make sense. I thought it'd be a good, um, you know, secure career field to, to be in probate. 
So what's interesting about probate, let's talk about what probate is. Now we know how you got into it. It's a family business. You came home from your mission. Your dad hired you inside the practice. You go, oh, okay, great. This makes sense. And you learned a skill and then you went and got educated to go build your own business, which is what you have been doing. I know you've been licensed in two different states, California, here, and I think at one point, Vegas. Yeah, I've been, I have my Nevada license. It's just been inactive. It's so okay. hard keeping up with all the continuing education requirements, you know, for three different states that report at three different times and, right. and all of that stuff. So, okay, cool. So you are a probate attorney. Tell me why somebody, what is, what the hell is probate for people who are on here? Because look, right, this, this is Sunday service, right? You've been, you've spent probably a good 50 hours in my sub two community, right? My students who are inside that private community, you've spent a lot of time with them tons and tons of value. You and I have done a lot of content together, but there's people in here, hundreds of people are watching live between YouTube and Facebook. There's people that this is their first show on Sunday service. Sunday service is our free creative finance podcast. And so there's people in here that might not, might've literally found out about me two hours ago from somebody else's Instagram post. So if they just figured out who I am, they probably don't know who you are. And they probably also don't know what probate is and why that's important to the real estate conversation. So tell me what is probate and how can people, why do people have to go through it and how can people avoid it? Yeah. So probate, I think the simplest definition is it's the judicial process to change title of an asset out of the name of the deceased. So for example, there's a house you want to buy, but the owner is dead. So who has the authority to sell that? So probate solves that problem. Well, doesn't a will solve that problem? Uh, a will says where it goes. A will says who has the authority, but it, you can't take a will to the title company and, and sell the house you know, through the will. Title's gonna wanna see that you are actually appointed by the court and that you have the authority. So essentially going through probate, for people who don't know this, going through probate is the process in which a family member that might have been put in the will, a family member, let's say mom and dad die, right? And you've got five or six siblings and there's no trust involved at all. There's just mom and dad and maybe a will. And that will says my house should go to my children. Okay, great. That doesn't mean the children automatically have the right to, to make the decision on that until the court appoints them to actually have the uh, ability to make that decision. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Yeah. So if there is a will that says where it goes, but it doesn't actually transfer it. So a lot of times people will they'll say, yeah, I got the house from my parents. They don't do anything. And then 20 years later, they, they want to sell it. Mm-hmm. And title companies saying, wait a minute, they're, you know, it's in the name of this other person. Love it. Go, okay. Oh yeah, cool. we never changed it. We, you know, we had the will. Does that happen a lot? Yeah. So I'd say title, you know, the reason I started networking uh, with this real estate group, you know, you, you invited me to a, a meetup years ago, but um, you know, a lot of times title does uh, discover opportunities where they need a probate. So when you guys how, are buying how a would house, I, how would title actually figure that out? So when they they do a deed search, they pull up they're going to pull up and see who the owner is. 
So okay. if they see the last deed is uh, someone who died 20 years ago, that's going to be a problem. They're going to say, who is this person? Right. And w is there a piece of paper that I get? Like if I go through, uh, let's say that my parents pass away, there's a will that says the house goes to me. But there's no trust or anything. So obviously I have to go through probate, which means I can either A, choose to do that paperwork myself. And I've seen people like clients of ours try and go do self-performing paperwork at the stinking court. Oh my gosh, it turns in this big old bloody nightmare. Or B, what most people do is they go hire a probate attorney to actually take them through that process and handle that. So uh, we'll go through what that process looks like. I'm sure people are always going to, people ask this question all the time. I bet you this is top five questions you have, which is, how long does a probate typically take? How do you get that question all the time? But here's my question. Is there a document or a golden ticket I receive if the, if the court deems me as the personal representative, is there like a golden ticket? If there is, what's that called? Yeah. So the, what shows that you have the authority, it's called, it's called different things in different States. It's called, I'll give you a few names in Arizona. They call it the personal representative letters. That's also what they call it in California as well. So sometimes we call that the PR letters. It's also called the letters testamentary or maybe a few other things that are similar to that. Okay. The, so if I receive that, who do I take it to? If I'm set, let's say I'm selling my house to pace and I'm a seller. Do I take those documents to the title company or do I take them to pace? Who, how do I know where to take those or where do I take those? You take them to pace or, and pace is going to give them to the title company, right? Or you take them to the title company right now. So you take them to the title company and then to finish the probate, a new deed needs to be done. A new deed transferring the property out of the name of the deceased. So the personal representative will sign a new deed, you know, transferring it either to, if they sell it right then in probate, they'll transfer it to the new owner. Or maybe one of the kids is getting the property as their share of the estate. Interesting. So they'll, they'll do a new deed transferring it to, to that person. Got it. Okay. So who has to take a property through probate? It, um, let's, let me give an example. What if mom and dad die? They have no assets other than some cash, like $10,000 in cash. They have no house that they own that they have no cars. They have no, any, no assets really other than that $10,000 in cash. If I'm one of the siblings, do I have to take the, the estate through um, probate for that $10,000 of cash to be mine? Um, so there's, Probate substitutes, you know, most states have, um, they have alternative to probate if it's below a certain level. Mm -hmm. So if an example in, in Arizona for real property, so a house, the magic number is a hundred thousand in equity. So if there's more than a hundred thousand in equity and the way you get that number is from the tax assessed value in the year that you're going to file the affidavit. So even if they died in 1997, uh, what you look at is, you know, 2021 and for filing the affidavit, affidavit today to see what that yeah. assessed value is. Now, the other thing with the real property affidavit is you have to wait six months after they passed away. So if six months has passed and the property is worth less than a hundred thousand, then you can file an affidavit with the court saying, you know, saying just that, that six months has passed and that you're entitled to receive it either by a will or because you're the, the person according to the laws of intestacy, the default rules if there are no will. 
So there there are summaries, but there's other there, there's that other waiting period. You have to wait six months after a person's passed away. Got it. Okay. So um, so here's here's my question: If I let's say that mom and dad have a house, they pass away. There's a mortgage on that house, and there's not more than a hundred thousand dollars in equity. That means I have to still wait six months before I can sell the house, which means I have six months of payments to make while I'm waiting for the informal probate to, to finalize. Is that correct? Yes. And that, that's something I go through a lot. So um, I, I was texting Rochelle the other day, Rochelle Jarvis. You know, she was asking, um, I guess there was a deal that came through that might need a probate. And um, I guess it was less than 100000 She was aware of that. Then I said, you know, when did the person pass away? But she was having to look for that fact. She didn't have that yet in her file. So it's something that we look at a lot. A lot of times, um, you know, they call me, you know, maybe a month or two months after they passed away. And um, so you had the question, you know, do you want to wait that other four months and do the real property affidavit? Or do we want to start with a regular probate? So in Arizona, our, our probates, they're a lot easier than California. So um, in Arizona, I can get someone appointed in about four to six weeks in Maricopa County. So I can get them the authority to, I can get them those magic PR letters in about four to six weeks. That's pretty so that, fast, right? Yeah. So that's that's two to three weeks of, of time, you know, for, for my paralegal and myself to get to, mostly with my paralegal, uh, to get together the documents and... Um, and then the client to sign them, and then we file it with the court. And then it sits there for another two to three weeks in Maricopa County. Some of these other counties are slower. It takes them more like three to five weeks to process it. But usually we can get it going pretty fast. Okay, so I go through probate. I get the letters. Do you ever run into people fighting over the assets, like siblings fighting over assets? Yeah, yeah, all the time. And so. is that because there was no specific will or the will wasn't specific enough on how they wanted the assets handled? Like, why does that even happen? That, that could be part of it. A, a lot of times, I think it's just the emotion, right? I think it's just the emotion of the situation that has lost a parent. And sometimes people want to take out like all their grudges against their siblings or you have, you have weird things like that. Yeah, so where it, why it doesn't normally make sense, but I think... You know, because of that increased emotions, people act um, a little strange. Love it. Okay. Um, there's a couple of really good questions in here that I loved. Uh, now that we've kind of gotten past your story, um, I wanted to jump on a couple of really good questions. So um, here it is. Hold on. I skipped over the really, I'm going to skip over a couple of these and jump on the one I really like. Yes. Who pays mortgage? Um that's something we deal with a lot. I think there's um, some clients that you're helping in a situation where there's a few properties and we've been waiting to get them approved as uh, the personal representative. And in that situation, we had to do what's called a formal probate. There was one of the, the beneficiaries wouldn't agree to a name anyone that wouldn't sign anything. So we had to ask for a hearing and wait for a hearing and, and get them appointed that way. Love it. Okay. So here's the question. Where can I find probate data for my city? Do you know the answer to this question? I have a few answers, but I just want to know if you do. Yeah, you, you probably know better than me. One, one is the courthouse itself, right? You can go in there and um, 
you'll see what was filed. Right. Um, so that's a really good one. That's where I started. So I started in probate um, years ago, probably four or five years ago. Um, and I realized that probate attorneys were really the way to go um, for me. And I'll, we'll jump into that today. We'll talk about how to establish relationships with probate attorneys and you know how to bring value to a probate attorney here in a little bit. But I go, man, I need to go talk to these probate clients because they're going through a really tough time and they might've just inherited a house that they can't afford or whatever else. So I'm Googling and I'm trying to figure out the best data. And I realized that there's a lot of probate companies that sell probate information, right? There's another, there's a company called allthelead.com, allthelead.com. It's a really good company. But the challenge with all the leads is that you are getting the information for those leads about a month after everybody else in the county has already seen them. And so that became a problem for me. Um, a lot of people are going to ask, where, where is that link to all the leads? So give me just a second. Let me see if I can find that. Um, okay, but, best probate list right here. Um, so the, I, I was going down manually. I go, I'm, I need to go down every day day, every single day they're filing probate down at the county recorder, or not the county recorder's office, but the county. And I started going down there. The problem is they're so disorganized that they have nothing but printable paper down there. So they print out the files for me. It's not like a CSV file or something I can download to a computer and actually call these people. So I was manually calling off of like an Excel sheet that I would have to manually create. This is before I realized I should have just hired a VA to do a lot of things for me. And that's a really good way to start if you don't have any money because it was like for all the data for the month, I think the amount of paper it cost me was like $17 a month. So you want all the data, then great, go that route. However, if you want really quick, this is this is what I found, really quick data, um, you have to go to successorsdata.com, successorsdata.com. And I actually really like them because they do, I don't know how they're doing this. I think, is there something called pre-probate, Rylas? Yeah, so I've, I've looked into both these companies, um, uh, Successors Data and, and all the leads, but what Successors Data does, well, all the leads, the way they get it is someone goes into the court, right? Like what you were describing. So that's- right. That's where they're generating their list from. A probate's already been filed. Whereas successors data, they claim to they um they get they get notice of when someone's passed away. So their list is someone someone died and there's property. So they may or may not need a probate, right? It could be in a trust or it could be in the name of the surviving spouse, but someone's died, so there's a good chance that they do need a probate or just that they need to move the property. Got it. So I, that's great information. So people always ask, where do I find the best lists? Probate are amazing lists. And the reason being number one, number one is this, these people for the most part aren't living in the houses. And so they really don't have as strong of an emotional connection or they don't have a physical connection to the property. Meaning I'm living here. I can't sell the house. Most of the people I've bought deals from are like, ah, man, I wasn't planning on my parents dying. And now I've got a house that I don't know how to take care of, or I can't afford the monthly payments. Um, Rylas actually referred a client to me a couple months back. I ended up not buying the houses from her, but I gave her an option where I said, hey, 
you're in foreclosure um, already. Her her father had passed away. By the time she figured out she was inheriting a property, her her father's payments had stopped being made to the the house. So she inherited a house that was already in foreclosure. Right, it was in the process of getting foreclosed on. I don't know what she ended up doing. I know she hired you for the probate services, which is great. But what I told her is, I said. I will take over the house and I will make those payments for you while you are going through probate. And she was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard because I can't afford this house payment. I already have my own house payment up here in the North, right? So these sellers, the people who are going through probate, the family members that are attached to these probate situations are inheriting houses and cars and all sorts of things Um, If anybody's been watching our Instagram the last couple of weeks, we've given away three cars in the last two weeks, three cars. One's a truck with like a camper shell on it. One's a yellow bug. Another one is a Ford Taurus. We've given away three cars the last two weeks because these people who are inheriting the homes, they are also inheriting cars and collectibles and all sorts of other things. And they're just like, if I can get some cash for these things, even at a great discount, I just want them off my plate. I, I, it's stressful for me. So going the route of calling probate attorneys, not probate attorneys, but clients going through probate is one of the best ways to go when you're first starting out because you know these people have pain. You know they're dealing with something that you need to go in and solve. So go down to the county uh, county's office. Somebody just asked a question here. They said, how do I approach the court for this information? So you don't really have to approach them. You can go down to the recorder's office. This is kind of cool, Melissa. And you can go down to anywhere in the country. It's not just one state or another. Every state has this. It's public information. Unless probate is, is it private in California or anywhere else that you've known of, Rylas? Uh, no, it's public in California too. Okay, so it's public information, which means all you have to do is go down to the county, and I would just Google Melissa, where where do you live? Let's do let's find one. Um, I would be curious if Maricopa County would ever actually come up with like an online portal get, to get this. Um, let's see probate records search, amazing. Okay, it's a docket. Ooh, all right, cool. Let's let's. Check this out. In 10 seconds, I found this, by the way, Melissa. So I don't know what where you're at. I do know you. I do recognize your name. I just don't know what state you're investing in that you want the information. But I imagine it's just as easy as um, this right here. Is just pulling this up, looking up the information. You could even... So I went down right here, the Central Court Building. I just went right down to 201 West Jefferson Street. I walked down there physically and I stood in line. There was like one person in line and I got the data. It was like, wow, that was it simple. And they'd give me a stack of data. What did you ask for specifically? Just a list of all open probates or? Yep. I, w- I went through all open probates. Now this was a challenge because what I liked about all the leads at the time is that all the leads would, I don't know how they did this and Rylas, maybe you know the answer, but they would extract the the people who did not have real estate attached to the probate. And they would only give me data based on people who had homes. Because when I would go down to the county, I'd get, I'd wa- wait in line. I'd say, Hey, I want to get the probate records. Do you guys have, this is actually how the conversation was because nobody taught me this. 
Um, hey, my name's Pace Morby, and I'm a real estate investor in town. I'm looking for the probate records. Do you know where I can find them? Oh, yeah, you can get them here. Um, how far back do you want me to go? And I was like, oh, I don't know. How much does it cost? Well, it costs about $17 for a 30-day time frame. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, give me the last 90 days. And she went, and she physically printed out like 1,800 papers, like it was so many. It wasn't a document. It wasn't a CSV file. It wasn't like something she emailed to me. It was full on, let's print this. Now, each piece of information was like the docket number and a handful of things. So usually it was like five cases on each individual paper. So like 1,800 records would have actually been something like maybe 300 pages, something along those lines. So it was a lot. 300 pages is a lot still at the end of the day. And so I started going through them and I got to like, you know, calling 50, 60 people um, every single day. And I realized that there was a lot of people that were going through probate that might have had assets, but not homes. And they said, oh yeah, we, or they had already sold the homes or, you know, what, I don't know what ha had happened. Um, so I realized I needed to do a better job at scraping my data and driving down to the pro, um, you know, the court was actually not a good use of my time. It was a horrible use of my time. And I would never do that now, but when you have a budget, here's the thing is you either have money or you have time, right? If you don't have a lot of money, it means you better have a lot of time on your hands because damn, if you don't have money and you don't have time, what the hell are you doing with your life? You know what I'm saying? Like if you're putting your time and energy into something, you better have some money. So um, we started paying money for all the leads and then we jumped on, what's, do you remember the owner's name of Successors Data? He's a super sweet guy. He's like Rory or something like that. Rory, I think. Maury. Maury, yes. Super nice guy. I have no idea how like you and me and like a lot of my friends have had personal conversations with this guy and not like five minute conversations, but like sometimes an hour or two. Yeah, very helpful. That was my experience too. He was very helpful unbelievably helpful. So I started going to him for pre-probate and I started, instead of me calling, I started having Anna on my team call. And that's how actually how Anna got her first deal. She got a, uh, an assignment fee. We made $58,000 on that assignment fee on a probate um, list. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like one of the best deals of the, like the last six months of my, of my business. Oh my gosh, I need to double down on this. And since then, probate has always been something that we are constantly working on. It's one of the best. So hopefully that answers your question, Melissa. She says, how do you approach the court? I gave you the script, at least the one that I used. Um, also the web three websites that you can go find it. I imagine that there will be some counties in the United States have a better system than Maricopa County, but as it is right now, Maricopa County, you have to extract them one by one. And if you have money, don't spend your time. Just go to alltheleads.com. Um, and then you can also go to successorsdata.com. So successors data, like Rylas had mentioned, they also claim to have pre-probate information, which means somebody had maybe, is it like one of the married couple members have passed away. Is that what it is? Yeah. So I think there was, there was a death and then also real estate. So if you, if you get the list from the court, you just ask for all the probates. Like you said, that's going to be all of them, but that doesn't mean there's any real estate. So I think what all the leads does, they probably cross reference that uh, or stack it with a list that has property owners. Mm. 
So that way, um, you know, there's some real property, or at least there was. But if you get to it, you know, uh, a few months later, and they've already sold the property. Right. So, um, thanks, Matt. Love you too, bro. Yeah, you're our superhero, bro. So um, I get the data. I call these sellers. Now, Rylas, I don't think you at your company are going to these sellers or these people like pre-probate and cold calling them, are you? Um, no. So I, I'm. So as attorneys, this is interesting. As an attorney, we're not allowed to cold call people. So no way. I did not we're, know that. We're, we're not allowed to. So we can do mailers. And what I've been doing is um, I've been dropping voicemails on that list because that's, you know, you, you can't, it can't be a, um, like an active communication. So, okay. So here's an idea. What if I cold call that list? No, maybe not here. What if I do a direct mail campaign with you and we do like a poster, a, a postcard. Okay. And I pay for it and I pay a postcard and one side is like Mott legal on one side and the other side is my property solutions business. Just saying, Hey, if you have a cat that needs to re be rehomed or a dog or this or that or whatever, by the way, on the other side, here's Mott legal. If you're, if you need some estate planning help, would you be up for co marketing with me? Yeah, definitely. We could do that. It's just as an attorney, it, the envelopes got to have the word advertising on the outside. Oh, like this is an advertisement. It's stupid, huh? All these rules being an attorney. No, so, I get it. Um, but yeah, it has to. But yeah, we, we could absolutely do that, and that that we is something. We should do I'm, that. We should have my title company pay for those postcards. Yes, let's do it. I'm gonna get them to put a budget together for me, and I'm gonna spend five hundred bucks a month, and we're just gonna send direct mail to people on successors' data. Yes, yes, love to. Hmm. Interesting. So if I, if I came to you, Rylas, and I didn't know you and I said, Hey, I will pay for all your mailers as long as, um, you know, I can be on the other side of the mailer. Would you be open to something like that? If I, if you had never met me before, would you be open to somebody paying for marketing for you? Yeah. If I was a stranger, that would, that would get my attention. If, if you were, you know, if I didn't know you at all, but if you were just, that was our first conversation, I'd say, heck yeah, let's, yeah, what, what do I have to lose? You're going to pay for my marketing. And uh, I guess the only thing I'd be worried about is, is who are you? You know, I, I know you and trust you how you act, right, with, with clients. So Yeah, I would, I would say, hi, I'm Pace Morby. I sell weed out of my, out of my Prius. <laughs> so Sweet, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what, here's what I think we do. I think we call up Title Alliance of Phoenix, my title company, we were doing a monthly meetup with Title Alliance and they were spending probably about a thousand dollars a month for marketing expenses for our meetup, you know, taco truck, uh, banners, some t-shirts, stuff like that. But it's too hot now, right? So we put that on pause and now there's a marketing budget at the title company that I want to freaking blow through. And you asked me, hey, Pace, what do you want to talk about tonight on the show? That's actually one of the things I wanted to bring up to you is like, hey, what do we want that to look like? what would you like to have on the postcard? And let's have Title Alliance actually send that out. Yeah, let's do it. That'd be great. So th that's something that um, I've been wanting to explore. I had um, a coach bring that up, uh, Teresa Sage. I was like, you should work with title companies. They have budgets for, for mailers. So let's do that.
let's we i'm gonna give you some homework and i'll have i'll talk to my title company that's my homework and i'll get the budget put together i'm gonna give you some homework to call maury and have him start getting us the data and i'll have the title company pay for that but since you've already you've probably spoken to maury more recent than i have if you don't mind call him up and let's figure out what's the best data for us to market out to yeah just let me know how many units you want to do and what zip all code the, you want to do all the units how many is that like thousand like what five thousand let's see so for let's say if i had a thousand dollar budget per month okay so if i have a thousand dollar budget per month i can probably send out close to um two thousand mailers a month okay so that would mean we want two thousand pieces of information but i'm i'd be curious if there's that many pieces of information on a monthly basis from successors data you know what i'm saying yeah, so I recently got the list and uh, for two thousand, and I went through the the zip codes. He had me uh, pick up the zip codes we want to do. What so, would be? Why would you determine that? Just for my own curiosity, would you? Is it that you don't want to work with clients in Buckeye because that's too far for you, or what would be that reason? Um, yeah, that, that's part of it. Or just yeah, you know, what zip codes that they're in. So I the the list that I did, I. Um, I got a list of the most affluent zip codes. And then I also look to see where I have offices. So I have a Mesa office, a Scottsdale and a Chandler. So I wanted okay. to make sure that none of them were too far away from one of those offices. Got it. Okay. So let's let, here's what we should do. Because here's the thing, guys, there's two different pieces of value here that we're talking about. The, so people are like, well, let's divide it by like the value of the property. Well, I would, I care about that for sure. But do you think Rylus cares about that? Not really, because the reality is Rylus doesn't get paid based on uh, the value of the property. Here's the thing is that Rylus and I, he's a probate attorney. I'm a real estate investor. And actually, you know, Rylus is also a real estate investor. He's done wholesale transactions with me. We want to do more together. This is a great way for us to go do more together. So my thing is, I want to do all the houses. Rylus is saying, well, as a probate attorney, just in my probate business, I want to do probate business. So do you really care about the value of the real estate at all, Rylus? Uh, some, because, um, you know, if it's, um, you know, $2 million house in Scottsdale versus, you know, a $100,000 house in Phoenix, you know, I, my probate fees are probably a little bit higher or they're probably, you know, fine paying for that. Makes sense. Okay. So like, it's, it's kind of like if I'm a painting company and I charge by the square foot, I'm not going to go find houses that are $500 or 500 square feet. I'm going to go to the houses that are three, four, 5,000 square feet because I land one of those jobs is like landing 10 jobs that are 500 square feet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And if you have limited budget, why go after everything, go after the ones that you really, really want in your business. Yeah. And then also close to my office offices, I, I found a lot of out of state people like they'll search for a Chandler attorney because they, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're in New York, you know, they don't know where they don't really know where Chandler is. Right. So they right. just know that mom and dad lived in Chandler. So they want someone close to there. Here's a good question. And this is a question that you and I are going to be answering. We've done part four of an eight part series inside of the private sub two mentorship in either the next upcoming one or the one after that, you're going to be talking about how a probate attorney through proper disclosure 
can actually do this. So you're going to break this down and what that agreement looks like. Um, I've seen it. It's pretty simple, but you have your clients sign it. So will you read the question on the screen for people that are just listening on the podcast and then answer that question for Zach A? Yeah, Zach A asked, uh, Rylus, can a probate attorney receive a referral fee from an investor for referring a real estate lead to them? Um, it depends. That's always the attorney answer. But Pace touched on the answer. It's disclosure. It takes disclosure to do it. So, and it probably depends on the attorney that you ask. You ask some attorneys, you ask 10 attorneys, and probably five of them will say, no, you can't do it. Um, but with, with proper disclosure, you can. So I, I wouldn't lead with this with the probate attorney. If you're, I, I wouldn't lead with, I'll get you paid on the deals because they're probably just going to be nervous about it. Yeah. Here's a good question. Lawrence Swartz says, Pace, why not just call them instead of sending mailers? So Lawrence, here's the thing. It's the same reason why um, if I'm a real, doesn't matter if it's probate or not. If somebody's in foreclosure, if I try and call somebody in foreclosure, let me give you a little hint. They don't want a phone call. Okay. People in foreclosure don't want a phone call. You know why? Because they're dodging the bank. They're dodging creditors. They're dodging people. So are they going to answer text messages and phone calls? No. That's why when we go knock doors, the higher likelihood of us getting a hold of somebody is always going to be a foreclosure list because they've turned their phones off. They, they're, 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 they're like living on burner phones. Now, the other thing is when you go after people who are um, in any, let's say, niche list, probate, for example, you are going to get a segment of that list that will not ever pick up the phone from an unknown number. Let me show you something that I have on my phone. I'm not sure if you have this on your phone, Rylus. I imagine you do because you are a, 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 an iPhone guy. But my phone, I can go to my phone settings, and I imagine most people have got this turned on. I have silence unknown callers turned on on my phone. Uh I need to do that. I definitely don't answer anyone unknown. Yeah. A just, lot of people don't even know that that exists on their phone. I have mine turned on. Silence unknown callers. Okay, it won't even play, won't even ring, won't vibrate, won't do anything. If you yeah. don't if you're not programmed in my phone, I won't my phone won't even tell me you called. That's the day and age we live in, right, Lawrence? So you answer my question. Why would I call them? Yeah, now, they get they get bombarded too. So I right. I've seen it because my name's been on there. You know, me as an attorney, and I've I've served as a personal representative as well for estates. Mm -hmm. So I I get all the stuff. They they even find my cell phone. Some good skip tracing. Right. Now we do call them. That's the thing, Lawrence. We do call them. What we learn is that there's a segment of people that will answer the phone. There's a segment of people that will never answer the phone and they will only text. Okay. Then there's a segment of people that will never do either one of those and they will open up mail, direct mail. And what's cool about direct mail is that those people actually call you. Okay. They call you. It's not the other way around. So We've actually been starting to do a little bit more direct mail in our wholesale business. I think we spent eight grand last month in our wholesale business on direct mail. So we're growing that side of our business, just going after hyper-focused niche lists with $8,000. Now, with 
probate, there's really, it's a really small list, pre-probate and probate. You're less than, like people going, filing probate from what I remember, and Rylas maybe knows this, know this better than I do. But I learned that there was between 300 and 600 new filed probates every single month in Maricopa County. So if I'm just cold calling those people, oh my gosh, I am, I, I'm going to call them on a robo dialer or I'm going to call them in a multi-line dialer and I, I will be done with those calls in literally 45 minutes. And so will everybody else. All these brand new investors go, I don't really have a budget for, for data. So why don't I go to one of the smallest lists of all time, which is probate and pre-probate. I'm going to go to the smallest list so I can afford it. And so all the new investors are starting out cold calling probate one of the hottest lists to start out with. So when you're direct, you're sending out direct mail and you have a title company that's spending that money for you, we just told you how to go out and get deals done without any money out of your pocket. And we just came up with, this isn't something we just came up with. It's just that we um, want to start doing a little bit more as we scale in our business. So Rylas and I, I didn't tell him we were going to talk about this. I told him we're going to talk about something. But that would be fun to like track that and maybe have you and I come back in like three months and go, hey guys, over the last three months, we sent out 6,000 mailers. We got this many phone calls and Pace went on two appointments. Rylas got five probates out of it. Pace got two deals, whatever it is. That would be kind of a fun thing to track. Wouldn't you guys all agree? Yeah, I think it'd be fun because um, if I'm doing the probate, I think the likelihood that you do the real estate deal goes up, right? Once right. we... Um, you know, once we get that personal representative appointed, we kind of control the case. Mm. Say, yes. Watch out for all these, watch out for these wholesalers knocking down your door. Say, you know, don't even, don't even answer. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's really good. We got to get together. Maybe we get together. Um, tomorrow you're probably, um, hanging out in your backyard shirtless doing barbecue and whatnot, huh? Yeah, what, do you guys, I, what are you guys I, doing tomorrow? I, I wish T tomorrow's a work day. It's a, it's like a sneaky work day where I can get yeah, some those stuff. Those are the best. Yeah, it's like extra credit day. Yes, I love those days. Yeah. I love those days. Okay, so tomorrow I, I we're moving into our new house tomorrow. So I'm I'm packed tomorrow, and then Tuesday through Saturday actually I'm filming for the TV show, so I won't be available. Um, but we should get together maybe the following Monday. You get you already got the data right. Yeah, I got I got some zip I got two thousand from successors data. Okay, let's use that data and then let's for the fresh data for this month or next month, let's also have Title Alliance of Phoenix pay for that for upcoming and then also they'll pay for the mailers. And so what we'll show people through like case studies is we'll go, All right, Rylas and I teamed up. I went to a, a probate attorney and I said, Hey probate attorney, you're the shit. I enjoy you. You're amazing. We've done deals together or pretend like we haven't and just go, Hey, I've got a title company that's willing to pay for postcards. Why don't we go after you getting more probate clients and I get an opportunity on those houses with a little bit of your help and your, you know, encouragement to the client. Like, Hey, I'm working with this guy. Here's full disclosure. This guy's great. I, you know, give him an opportunity at least to have a conversation with him. Um, which is what you do now. And, you know, 95% of people are like happy about that referral. Some people are like, no, I got it taken care of. I'm good. 
I think it would be fun to go th through and like go three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, and give people case studies of what those numbers actually look like. So they can go, man, I can go to a probate attorney. Actually, step one would go, let me find a title company that's willing to pay for my postcards. A lot of them, them are. That's step one. Step two, go to a probate attorney in your area and say, hey, probate attorney, I, me and my title company have partnered together and we would like to bring you in as a joint venture where we go out and do advertising to people in probate or pre-probate to see if we can get you the opportunity for business and me the opportunity for buying some houses. That is very different than the way you are currently being marketed to by wholesalers and real estate agents. Would you agree to that, Rylas? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Love that. A lot of people are liking this. Like tons of really, really good comments. Guys, if you're if you're getting some value from this, um, tell us in the comments. Let us know if you guys would want us to come back and have Rylas and I break down our KPIs, break down our numbers and show you exactly how that would work. Um, and Julie Marshall, how can I get a title company to pay for marketing? What does that conversation look like? So, so guys, I'm going to tell you something. This question is a lack of experience. And it's so funny. Um, what I mean by that is this. You're not experienced enough to know that title companies desperately want your files. They Let me say that again. Everybody should type this in the comments. Title companies desperately want your files. Okay? Type that in the comments. Ingrain that in your brain. For some reason, people think title companies are these stuffy businesses that are like holier than thou. Are you kidding me? Like my girls in our title company like have Botox parties in the middle of the day and like it's they're just freaking hilarious, right? Regular human beings. They are a business. They want your files. They want you to open your real estate business there. So they have dedicated employees called marketing directors that go out and find investors and say, what can I do for you? Can I pay for your direct mail? Can I pay for your marketing? Can I help you in any possible way so you can bring your files to me? So on Julie, you do not need to beg, grovel, or sell somebody on doing this for you. There are title companies already doing it. I have always had a title company willing to do this. Always, 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 always. So what you want to do is you same, same thing. Thomas Gallant, there's always somebody in here asking this question. What about attorney state? So let me ask you this question, Thomas. Does a closing attorney make their money the same way a title company does? A, does a closing attorney make their money the same way a title company does? The answer is yes. So Thomas, let me ask you a question. Is there any difference in the way that their business model works except for the type of paperwork they have to utilize to finish out the transaction? The answer is no. They want your business. And we have a referral partnership in Atlanta, which is, a, which is an attorney closing state. And they are always thanking us and sending us gifts of like, here's a gift card. Take your wife to dinner. Thank you so much for your referral. And, you know, those types of things because they desperately want our business. Okay. So um, they've never given us a gift card. I think it's like flowers and some stuff like that. Cool, cool little things like that. So um, but we've never asked them to pay for our marketing in Atlanta because we don't really market in Atlanta. I usually just do a lot of JV deals there. But here in Phoenix, there are literally hundreds of title companies if you call them and say, hey, do you guys have a marketing department that would help me with my mailers and stuff like that? 
they would say, yeah, we actually have a marketing director. Let me get you in touch with them so they can help you out. Hopefully that answers your question. Now, if you went to a probate attorney, especially when you are very like brand new, Rylas, and you were starting your business and you had an investor that came in and said, I'm going to help you pay for marketing. Would you be like, uh, duh? Or would you be like, no? I'd be like, duh. <laughs> duh. <laughs> Um, so as long as the person seemed legit, as long as this person isn't going to make me look bad, you know, but, but even if it's, um, it's a, I I would start trusting them faster if they're making that offer. Right. If they're offering, you know, value for my business without anything in return in the beginning. I had a lot of people type in title, title businesses desperately want your business. Thank you guys. There's about 18 people that were paying attention out of the 300 people watching. So thank you so much. Good. Um, I would add too that that probate attorneys like doing probate. If, if you find someone that needs a probate, you know, you find a title situation, there's someone dead. That is a great opportunity to meet a probate attorney in your market. Yeah. Probate people, probate attorneys love dead people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one of the greatest things that you can do for a probate attorney to to get their attention is bring them a file, right? Bring them somebody who needs estate planning, right? Because most probate attorneys are not just focusing on probate. Would you agree, Rylas, that it's most probate attorneys are doing some sort of estate planning and probate work? Yeah, that's usually the case. Like, so me, I, I do both sides of it. I help people set up the plans and then we do the probate after someone passes away. Love it. Okay. So what's our game plan? Let's talk about our game plan. Cause you and I just started a new business together. Great. Oh, uh, which business? Did we just, the mailers? did we just, yeah, the mailers, did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah. We can, can do some karate in the garage. <laughs> so what's our game plan? You want to get together in like a, a week, uh, a following Monday and talk about what the mailer should look like? Or do you already have a mailer of like what the state bar will approve that you can use? Um, I have a template from Mori at Successors Data that I've modified. So like, yeah. like a one page letter is what it is, but they, they said that's what uh, worked, worked good. So I, I stuck with that. So Don't not even it. a postcard, it's a mailer. Yeah, but I could adapt that same content to a postcard. Damn. I, I mean, I'm not opposed. If, if Maury says that that's what's working the best, then what the hell do we know? Yeah. Um, uh, a postcard probably be cheaper. What I like about a postcard is they at least look at it, right? Right. If it's only a huh, and then they throw it in the garbage, at least you get, you know, that you know, hopefully one look. Um, I so guess he, Maury's been giving you a template. We just need to pay for it. That's it. And get these bad boys sent out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's got to figure our, out what zip codes we want to be in and how big of a list. Do you have, do you already have your zip codes figured out? Uh, yeah, I, I did some, I did, uh, like I said, I picked some that were close to my office. Also areas that I wanted, um, that I'm interested in houses in that I'd like to find a, a sub two deal or a seller finance for myself was part of the zip codes I picked. Love it. We just got nine seller finance deals this week, but I doubt you would want them. Yeah. So I want to be, you know, where I want to be like that Tempe South Scottsdale or that, um, kind of bordering Phoenix area. Yeah. You're fancy. <laughs> yeah. The area where everyone wants to be. Yeah, it is. It's where all the fancy people definitely want to be. Yeah. It's like you just, when you walk, when you drive into those zip codes, you know that you have money and, yeah. and, and the zip code repels you out of there if you don't. 
not not so much Tempe. Tempe keeps it real. There's always people jaywalking across the street. <laughs> this crazy stuff. Yeah. So, all right. So here's let's make a game plan. We might not even need to meet up about this because you already have a template, which is great. Maury gave us a template. We could even we could even have you come on wholesale hotline. This is what we should do. This is what we should do. We have we make a game plan. We get all our data together and we then have you come on wholesale hotline this coming month, not this Monday, tomorrow, but the following Monday. And we talk about what does that mailer look like? You know, what zip codes did we choose? Nobody's going to compete with us anytime soon, right? They might be able to catch up later, but nobody's going to be as cool as us because we're balling out. Like we already have the title company. We already have the probate attorney that, that's the shit and d- dialed in. We already have the template. You already know what zip codes you want. Let's see what we, let's talk about it. Like how to use, a, how to go out and do probate mailings. And then let's send our, out our first mailing the following day on Tuesday. And then let's create a tracking system or let's, let's have Maury do it or Cody do it on my team, track that, and then have you come back on 90 days later through that process and see how well did we do after, after sending out 2,000, 3,000 mailers every single month. Yeah, sounds fun. Sounds exciting. Let's do it. I like that. Now, here's what we're going to do. If that's the case, then I want to I want to set the tone for a couple of things. Um, we're going. I want to ask you guys a question. If you guys want a copy of that mailer, because I, I already see people in the chat saying, I, "Can I get a copy of that verbiage?" Right? You're getting people asking that question. So, if you guys want a copy of this, this is what I want you to do. I want you to follow. Rylus Dana on Instagram, and I want you to DM him and say, Rylus, send me a copy of that, that mailer. And he probably has a copy of it on a Dropbox link or something, and he'll get it over to you. But you guys need to follow him on Instagram, DM him, and he'll get you a copy of it. Yes, everybody's saying yes, yes, please. Yep, 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 yes, please. Yes, that's awesome. Um, those <laughs> rascally jaywalkers. I actually haven't heard somebody say jaywalker in a long time. Um, yes, please for the mailer. Okay. So everybody, this is what I want you to do. I want you to follow, uh, Rylus, Rylus, give everybody another, we're at, you know, a couple hundred people watching right now in the beginning, when you gave your information, people were just walking into the lobby. So how do I follow you on Instagram? So I'll put my Instagram, I'll put it in the comment. It's, it's at Rylus D is my Instagram. Okay, guys, would it be appropriate if somebody asked me another question of how do I how do I approach a, a probate attorney and pr- bring value to them if I now after watching this podcast if I tell them how stupid they are is it is that an appropriate answer? Everybody, give me a yes. Give me the yes in the comments. If I get another now, there's five other things that I teach my students. Right, I teach my students how to um, bring value to probate attorneys, but this is one of those ways. So, if somebody says again, another Sunday service person in the comments says, "How do I get probate attorneys to want to do business with me?" Did we not just have a full dialogue of exactly how to bring value to each other? It happened live. You said, "Hey, let's do this." I said, "Yes, that's great. I, I do that all day, even if I didn't know you, even if this was our first or second conversation." Even if I was selling weed in my Prius? Sure. I was like, we got an Encinitas, California office too. <laughs> and and Arizona is now l- recreationally legal, right? Yeah. 
Can I yeah. like, can I just roll around with like a huge duffel bag of weed? Is that what's going on or no? Uh, pr probably not. So <laughs> not that much. Okay. I, I, yeah. What do, what do yeah. I know about Pro weed? You probably know less saying? than, I don't know, less than like an ounce or something. I think it is. You can have a lot of it. That's pretty intense. I need to ask Jamila more about this because he's the, he's the weed connoisseur. So, um, he's okay, in some I'm getting uh, Canadian weed companies, isn't he? Yeah. He, it tastes like Canadian bacon when you smoke it or, ma <laughs> or maples. It's maple syrup laced. Okay. So guys, here's what I want you guys to do. Follow Rylus Dane on Instagram. Okay. Follow Rylus Dane on Instagram, DM him, and he's going to get you a copy of that letter. Do you guys think it would be here? Oh, this is what we should do. Okay. This is what I want you to do. I want Rylus. You guys take a photo right now. Okay. Cause Brent and Jamil don't know that I'm inviting um, Rylus. They love Rylus, by the way. Like Rylus is one of their good friends as well. But I want you guys to take a photo with your phone or a screenshot with your laptop. And let's post it on Instagram stories and tag Brent Daniels and Jamil Damji and say, bring Rylus on wholesale hotline. Bring Rylus on wholesale hotline. Tag Brent and tag Jamil. They're going to be sitting there. Brent is currently up in Flagstaff at the TTP cabin. Jamil's hanging out at his house, like enjoying his day off. Let's blow up their Instagram DM, like Instagram and tag them and just say, get Rylus Dana on wholesale hotline. And what we'll do is that Rylus and I will sum up this conversation and we're going to say, hey, this is, we talked to, you know, Maury, we got the data together. We have this mailer. Apparently this is the one that works. Here's the response rate we're talking about. Here's the title company that we're using. Here's what our budget is. And then what we'll do is we'll set forth a tracking mechanism so that going forward, we can see who calls in. Now, I think it's best for them to call you first, not me. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Cause then we'll get, um, if we're doing the probate, you know, then we're c controlling the situation. You know, then I've, that lets me establish a relationship, some trust. And usually what I do, you know, whether they hire me or not, I caution them against the wholesalers, you know, everyone they're going to see, I say, be, be careful. Some people may tell you, they may promise you the world and then they're going to renegotiate with you on the day of closing. So mm. you gotta watch out for that. Okay. So th then the call goes in, who on your team picks up those phone calls? Um, it's going to be uh, pretty soon. It's going to be a virtual assistant training uh, this week. Love so it. it'll be, it'll be a virtual assistant. It will be the first level of, sc of screening. And then my probate paralegal, Lori Bradford. She's awesome. Yeah, she is awesome. Okay, great. So we'll have to make sure that Lori is aware that you'll probably start getting a little bit more calls. I, I mean, it'd be great if it was like 10 calls a day, but I highly doubt that's going to happen. It might be an extra 10 calls a week off those mailers, I imagine. Yeah, that'd be great. Have you ever sent out mailers to pre-probate? Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm just looking into it, just trying to get started with it. I've been... How um, weird is the timing on that then? It's perfect, huh? I know. That's so weird that you were already like talking to Maury and you were already going through like planning on going down this road and then I brought this up. Yeah. So in, in watching the Wholesale Hotline in this show... I'm like, you know, what I always think, it's like, I need to be more like a real estate investor and in how I run my probate business. You know, I need to be getting, you know, specific data and targeting, you know, those people. Love that. Okay, cool. So guys, one more time before we move on, we've got another 20 some odd minutes with Rylus. I want to jump into a couple of cool things he's working on. Um, I want you guys to take a photo right now. Take a photo of Rylus. 
and make sure he's got his eyes closed. He looks kind of weird, <laughs> you know, weird like pause face. Yeah. Ah, you know, whatever, make it look as bad <laughs> as it can. And then take it on Instagram stories, tag Rylas, tag Brent Daniels, tag Jamil Damji and say, get this guy on wholesale hotline. Um, yeah, they're both a big part of my journey too. So the first meetup you invited me to, Brent Daniels was a speaker, and wow, no way. yeah, yeah, that that got me hooked more. And then one of the first lives, you said, "Hey, come to my office on a Saturday." That's when I met Jamil. The people can go yeah. back and watch that live somewhere, unless it's in your course. But that's on my YouTube channel. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, this dude's amazing!" Wow, this these guys know their stuff. Yeah, and we've been hanging out ever since. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So Rylas, tell me, um, what are pro some projects you've been working on? Um, I think you have something that you just finished filming and you wanted to ch chat about that for a couple minutes today. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Mont legal is, um, you know, that's where, that's where I'm putting together resources that can be shared with other attorneys. So I just finished my first course a few minutes before we went live here. It's uh, estate planning for digital assets. So one of the things that, um, that separates how we do estate planning is I also include a plan for, I, I realize that people are no longer using mail for the most part, right? Bank statements aren't coming in the mail. They're coming by email. Right. So, so we include a plan for um, you know, how people should pass that information and also what happens to the, phone, uh, the pictures on your phone. The pictures used to be in a shoebox in a closet so you can transfer those, but what happens if they're on an iPhone? What happens if you die? Right. So I've, I've, I, I developed this process back in 2016 when Arizona first passed the law. And it's something I've been refining for a few years. And I'm, I'm giving away this process or I'm selling it in this course. It, I, I say giving away. It, it's $199 is the cost for the course. I feel like that's you know giving it away. I'm giving I, would, the, I would agree when you told me that price, I was like, is that month one? And it's like 24 months or what's the deal? That's very inexpensive. Yeah. I just want it to be a no brainer. I just want to, I want to start this uh, attorney community. I want to bring the attorneys to, um, to this group. So are you saying that it, let's say I'm in the audience right now and I'm like, I want to go find attorneys to bring value to, do you think I could bring this course as value to those attorneys? Yeah, for for this this community, I created a discount code. I created a hundred dollar discount code. You're so, telling me I can get this thing for ninety nine bucks? Yeah, so ninety nine dollars. So this is another way to bring value to to probate attorneys that you're meeting. You can show them this resource and then also um, offer the hundred dollar hundred dollars off. I love that. How, so how do we how do I find that? Rylasdanaistheshit.com. Um, it's at and I need to get that uh, domain name, huh? That'd, that'd be I'm going to buy one. it. I'm going to buy it and own it. I have to, I have to sell it. <laughs> so, I, they, I just put it do in people the, just reach out to you for this, or what do they do? I, I just put it in the comments. So uh, it's at montlegal.thinkific. Okay. And then the I'll, I'll do it again. Let's see. Oh, you put no. You put it in the private chat. Can Can you share that one? Yeah, I can. And then I'll do. You've been putting you've been putting everything in the private chat, actually. Yeah. Here we go. Motlegal.thinkific.com. 
And then here I'll put another one. The, the coupon code I set up is sub to 100. Oh, damn. All right, cool. Love that. So, Rylus, I think what we do is we, I think we end a little bit early tonight. And what we do is we have you come back on Wholesale Hotline with Brent and Jamil, your two brothers that were part of your journey from, you know, over a year ago. And by that time, you and I have like some stuff to report on for our new endeavor. And then we show the audience like, hey, if you go to a probate attorney and you say, I've got mailer budget and I've got this, you know, digital asset um, information and this resource from another attorney, I want to sit down with you and, and chat about you or chat with you about these things. I think that'd be a really, really good topic of how to approach how to approach a probate attorney where you have more value than they do so that you're not intimidated. You walk in like confidently. I think that would be an amazing wholesale hotline topic. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Love that. And then what we can do is we'll jump into that for like 30 minutes and then we'll let everybody ask probate attorney questions because you know, that's what the wholesale hotline audience is going to want to know. Like what is probate? How here's the thing is like Jamil and I talk about we're stand-up comedians is essentially like when you're an influencer, you're like a stand-up comedian. And by that, I don't mean that you're funny. Yes, Jamil can be funny. And I can throw out the very rare, decent, halfway decent joke, but it's not, that's not what I mean. What I mean is that you have to say the same thing over and over and over because your audience changes or evolves or new people come into your, your sphere of influence. And Wholesale Hotline is really interesting because every single week we have like 50 to 60 people that have never watched Wholesale Hotline before. And so I think it'd be great for you to reintroduce yourself to the audience as a resource, a, gr a great one, as somebody who can bring value to the, to the people in the um, real estate world that they can turn around and take that value to other probate attorneys nationwide with this uh, what would you what would you call this course that you have? What's the easiest way to describe it? It's a estate planning for digital assets. Okay, so this estate planning for digital assets course, you can take that and provide that to probate attorneys or estate planning attorneys as a bonus to them or as a resource so that you can have some confidence going into meeting with them in a meeting. So um, I'm going to freaking... Guys, last time I'm going to ask you because we've got... A uh, few hundred people watching right now. Take a photo right now of Rylus and myself on the screen. Let's throw it in Instagram stories. Tag Brent Daniels. Tag Jamil Damji. Let's interrupt their Sunday dinner and say, please get Rylus Dana on Wholesale Hotline. And we'll end up having Rylus come on here in um, a week and a day. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. Love to do it. Are you in your, which office are you in? This is my Scottsdale office. And that one's like right by your house? Uh, yeah, that's the closest to my house in Tempe. We got to get you a temp. We got to get you a Tempe seller finance deal. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. What if I found one in Mesa by me? Would you Would you buy it? I, I can't afford to be by you in Mesa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you, if you pay, if you pay my AC bill too for that, I'll pay. I'll pay, that's a deal. I'll pay you if you move to by me in my in Mesa. How about this? Let's start doing one more deal a month together. Okay, let's do one more deal a month together, and now you'll have all the AC bills that you ever wanted paid for. Okay, there we go. Yep, Lori was talking about that twenty thousand square foot house next to you guys, but uh, 
I know and that I, next, I, my next door neighbor, 20,000 square feet. I think I'm looking for about one tenth of that would be about perfect. Really? With your boys? Yeah. Yeah. I don't need a ton of space. You don't want to like ride Two. bicycles inside your house and like scooters inside your house down the hallways and stuff. Yeah, that would be nice. That 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 is how my kids <laughs> learn to ride bikes inside the house. Guys, give Rylas Dana some love. Um, he's one of my favorite people uh, I've met in the last five years. We're going to be doing a lot of things together and continually growing our you know community together and our influence together in the real estate community so that people can get the value that they need. Okay, and. Rylus has been unbelievably helpful. I get people ask, telling me all the time, oh my gosh, thank you for putting me on to Rylus. I reached out to him. He helped me. If I am in Arizona, Rylus is my main probate attorney. So guys, if you're in Arizona, Aaron Leitz would be one of those people. I see you in the, I, I, I saw you in here. If you are in Arizona, use Rylus Dana as your probate attorney. Bring him files. He will bring you opportunities. I don't care if you guys do real estate transactions together. I don't have the corner market on Rylus Dana. He can do what the hell he wants. He's my homie. So if you guys get deals that you ha need probate work, take them to Rylus and work with him on some JV deals. Yeah, there, there's other uh, sub two students in the in the rotation now. You know where they've they brought me deals and and things like that. So you know they're also in the rotation. Love it. I love that so much. And you've got um, Tristan in here saying hi, Aaron Leitz in here saying hi, and you know both of those two two brothers of ours. Yeah, yeah. Both of them are great. Both of them have uh, sent me business my law firm, so I appreciate that. Amazing. Amazing. All right, brother. Uh, brother, I'll see you on... If I, I'll talk to you sometime this week. Let's chat about this and let's get prepared for uh, next week's Wholesale Hotline. And I'll get on the phone with you sometime this week. All right, great. Sounds good. Looking forward Thank to you, it. Thank you, brother. Have a good night. Later. Uh, thanks.